experience breakthrough after breakthrough vicariously through these raw, unfiltered conversations with me, empowerment coach Michelle Emerald, and my guest coaching clients and colleagues. We dive deep into the mindsets and aligned actions that will take you to your next level in life, love, happiness, health, and business. Stay tuned for the Vicarious Breakthrough Podcast. Hello, Kristen. Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Doing great. Great. Thank you so much for joining me today. So guys, we have Kristen Menendez with us. She is a coach and light worker who helps empaths heal their broken so they can have phenomenal relationships without codependency. That's amazing. That's so helpful. (laughs) And where can people work with you and find you? Um, I have a website, www, excuse me, www.virtuousheality, and that's H-E-A-L-I-T-Y.com. And I also have a Facebook page, the social media, um, you know, Instagram, all the things. <laughs> but uh, I do one-on-one coaching as well as I'm actually launching a group coaching program that's starting in uh, July. So I'm uh, about to start enrolling people for that as well. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. The one-on-one coaching though is always kind of like an ongoing thing. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and probably dealing with broken hearts. Do you find that people are more prone to opening up in a one-on-one setting or do they enjoy the comfort of maybe the group a little better? Um, I think it varies, but honestly, there's something really, I mean, both are very powerful, but there's, there really is something kind of magical about, um, a group coaching program in that, um, like, you know, so not everybody gets one-on-one coaching (laughs) and obviously in a group, a group session. And so basically kind of, you know, someone will be kind of called upon to share and that person will receive some direct coaching and you can always see yourself in somebody else's story or at least elements of Mm -hmm. it. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. So, I mean, you can always absorb takeaways from, from a group coaching session, even if it's not aimed primarily at Mm -hmm. you, you know? Well, that's entirely the premise of vicarious breakthrough. You know, I do real one-on-one sessions that I record and upload into my membership site where my members can then watch those actual sessions. And I feel like it is so helpful to get to be witness to that because like you said, you really can insert yourself um, into the situation and experience the breakthrough vicariously. Definitely. So, <laughs> um, so a lot of, you know, my sessions lately have dealt with, and this is something I'm going through myself when you're an entrepreneur and you're really putting yourself out there and your ideas out there and you're making yourself visible and then something happens like the ending of a relationship, whether it was your choice to end it or it's the other person's choice It's so Mm -hmm. rattling to your energy and requires so much healing. Um, How do you support entrepreneurs in particular who are coping with the breakup and sort of trying to maintain their, their workflow and their energy and their sense of, you know, purpose um, in their work while they are coping with that healing? Yeah. um, 
That's a great question. I think it's really important, especially uh, um, as an entrepreneur, you are a leader, whether that's, you know, regardless of the kind of organization or practice you have, whether you're a solopreneur or whether you are leading a team of people, mm-hmm. you are, even as a solopreneur, you know, you're, you're still leading the public space, right? And your mm-hmm. and your expertise, ex- field of expertise. And so that's a really big responsibility. And it really is important to remember that the energy in which you do something, the energy in which you show up to do something is going to directly impact the outcome. So, um, I mean, and whether you're an entrepreneur or not, this, it still applies. It's, um, I think it's really important to give yourself space and grace in those times to, to really, first of all, I encourage like people to sit with the emotion as uncomfortable as it is, because honestly, the, the wisdom that those situations hold for us is in the pain and, you know, um, I saw this Instagram post the other day that was actually geared toward, I think, like athleticism. But it was, you know, it had a picture of three people standing on like the first, second, third place podium. And it said the podium is reserved for people who are willing to put in the hard work to achieve their goals. And so entrepreneurs in particular, I think that if you're an entrepreneur, you're, one of your biggest goals is probably going to be self-mastery because you have to really be very good at direct being self-directed, self-motivated. And so all things that are mastering your time, your energy. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if your energy is off balance, then this healing work, it's not, it's not easy, right? It it is hard work, but the, it has so much payoff. It has so much reward if you're willing to just sit with it and let it teach you. And then, you know, extract the important thing though, is to let it pass through you and not be, become or overcome you you know mm-hmm. extract the learnings that that situation has for you and then move on because mm-hmm. once you do extract those learnings and that wisdom then there's no purpose anymore for that emotion and you can let it go mm-hmm. and that's the important part is the letting it go part that's the hardest part i think for a lot of people and i've been yeah. there myself which is why i'm coaching people around it now <laughs> mm-hmm. when especially when you're an empath because you're just absorbing so much and can be yeah. really um, internalizing more than is, you know, manageable at times. Mm-hmm. So already dealing with all of the energy you take on from say your clients, um, and just the demands of running your business and showing up on social and then trying to reserve some energy for sitting with the difficult emotions, um, that mm-hmm. can be really challenging. And I think a lot of people fear, you know, this came up in a session earlier, Um, not so much pertaining to a relationship issue, but just if you're having kind of an off day um, anyways, and you just don't really feel like showing up to your audience, that people will feel fearful of taking some time away from their social because they're afraid people will forget them. And so I think that a lot of women are sort of selling themselves short on their healing journeys because they feel like they always have to be on and they always have to be in front of the camera um, or bringing some fake positive energy, you know, when they're actually just wanting to die inside, you know, so absolutely. That's not a sustainable path. (laughs) No, not at all. And, you know, honestly, those times are so beautiful for sharing. I mean, Like you said, I think, especially if you're someone like an influencer or you're a coach yourself, or, you know, you're using, you're someone who uses a lot of your social media to, to create your personal brand. 
that's that fear of like, I still need to show up, I need to show up. And, you know, is a big, a real concern. And so that's a beautiful opportunity to actually just really be vulnerable with your audience. And honestly, that vulnerability, if you're willing to put it out there, not that you have to like talk about all the gory details, um, Mm -hmm. because I think you should do it with grace if you're going to share, Mm -hmm. but just share like what you're going through in terms of like what you're learning, not what he said, she said, like what you're learning from that situation, because that's what draws people. The vulnerability is what creates connection with your audience. And I've learned that in my own life that the more that I've shown up to share vulnerably, vulnerably, my most personal stories and like my, you know, darkest moments, that was the time that people really showed up for me and was just like, this is amazing. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm going through something similar. And that's when people Mm -hmm. really start connecting with you. Totally. And I've seen that even in myself, like one time I shared, um, this was just a couple of weeks ago on my Instagram story, I was reflecting in the evening. I was like, you know, I've never really written down or listed out all of the difficult things I've overcome in my life. Because when I started really mm. thinking about them, I was like, oh my gosh, there's actually quite a lot. And you get yeah. so far away from overcoming things that they're not in the forefront of your mind, you sort of forget the significance. And so I made a list and I shared it in my story and it probably had, you know, 15 items on it. I mean, we're talking about I'm abandoned, adopted, addiction, anxiety, abuse, you know, all Mm -hmm. of these things. And I think that a lot of my audience sort of had a different perception of me Um, that they did not realize I had overcome some of these things. And because some of them were so long ago, it was before I even started doing this business or sharing my story. So it's like, I just forgot how significant they were. Um, And I mean, I have people reach out and say, you know, I, I think that you could help someone that I know, I want to recommend that they work with you. Or, you know, now that I know that you've overcome this problem, this is how, you're doing in the world, you know, I think you could help this other person in there or help me. Um, Mm -hmm. So it definitely um, helps people connect with you. And I love what you said. It's not the he said, she said, you're not coming out with like drama and trying to get people (laughs) on your side of the breakup. Yeah. Um, And I know I personally struggle with sharing, you know, my, my breakup is so fresh and so raw and so yeah. unfinalized that um, I feel like I'll be very much judged and criticized by, you know, say his family or people that may know him or people that know us in real life if I were to share those things yeah. um, so soon. But I feel so obligated to connect with women who are going through the same thing because they take comfort in my message or they find hope or they, mm-hmm. you know, find some inspiration or they can provide me some support, which helps me so much. So it's really been right. an act for me of just having to say, um, I don't care about the haters and I don't care about the judgment. I'm going to do what I need to do because telling my story is part of the healing. Yeah. And that's where the, the, there's, you know, kind of a fine line between airing your dirty laundry versus like just sharing the wisdom that you're getting, because, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I definitely talk about um, past breakups of mine. I never once named who it is about. Mm-hmm. I just share enough detail. Like it's kind of high level detail of like, this is what I experienced. 
Um, I never have anything negative to say about the person other than just describing that there was emotional abuse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and that's why I'm very careful not to connect that with the person's actual identity. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even just this past mother's day, I had some really big breakthroughs around my relationship with my mother. And I, um, felt really called to share those things on social media. And I had a conversation with my mom around it because she had mixed feelings about it because, you know, I, I had to, to give some context so people could relate. I had to give yeah. a little bit of background of this is what I grew up. This is my truth. This is what my experience felt like growing up. And, um, you know, the hermix feelings are very understandable because she's she would have a concern, like maybe it paints her in a bad light. And she's not that person anymore. And so I told her, I approached her very compassionately. It was just like, I hope you understand that this, you know, the takeaway here is that this ended up high note because I really was able to heal a lot um, of pain that was still kind of lingering in our relationship. And now I have a space where, you know, we can really experience new levels of our own relationship to each other because I've learned how to let this stuff go. And I think it's really important for people to hear this because not everybody has happy mother's days, (laughs) you know? Yeah. It's a very triggering day for a lot of people. It's such our relationship with our parents are so crucial to, you know, it, like our childhood lays the foundation for our programming and strategies that we develop over time to learn how mm-hmm. to receive the things that we need emotionally. Mm-hmm. And um, we all have our own parent stories. So it is a really, like, it can be a really touchy subject for a lot of people. Yeah. So I felt so called to share. Yes. And I love that you have the closeness or at least the confidence and the closeness with your mother that you could be forthcoming with her about that and have a discussion around it and stay in your truth um, while also honoring her and the feeling, the very real feelings that it would bring up. And I'm a mom, my oldest is almost 13. And as he is, you know, entering, he's in puberty and turning into a teenager with his own identity. um, Mm -hmm. I see some of the pains of our relationship um, or things that need to shift and being very aware of that and able to sort of reframe things before a lot of toxicity sets in. Um, but, and I also, yeah, like kind of teach him like to stand up for himself, to demand how he wants to be treated, you know, to be able to have a conversation with me, um, and to know that I sometimes have to apologize and sometimes I have to admit that I was wrong, Um, or that I was, you know, short or snappy or impatient, um, and all these things. And I have to do the work. And a lot of us, you know, who, who didn't have parents with that level of awareness, we didn't get that, you know, if we had difficulty with our parents, we were told, you know, that our, our, our view on the matter wasn't important or we were made Mm -hmm. to feel insignificant and small and like their needs were more important. And so it's definitely something that I felt uh, growing up that I didn't really get to have a voice in that and definitely wanting my children to have their voice and sort of feeling the pain that comes with knowing that you have wronged your child and that you have to make amends to it um, instead of just lording over them that I'm the parent and I will admit yes. no fault, you know? Yeah, that like I, I grew up in a house like that where it was very tyrannical and I my stepdad was an alcoholic and he was emotionally abusive. He was a, a textbook narcissist and mm, um, mm-hmm. I'm not just like calling him that, like that's, he has, yeah. you know, he identifies he with all that. the 
Mm -hmm. Right. And so um, that my mother was, you know, very loving and nurturing. However, she had her own things that, you know, her own issues to deal with. And they had a very codependent relationship where it was just like there were no boundaries. And it was just like a very emotionally chaotic environment in my home. And he um, was borderline physically abusive with me um, on one particular occasion. But that even if it's regardless of whether it's physical or emotional, it leaves scars. Mm -hmm. And I love what you said about giving your children a voice because I I can identify with that strongly too. I grew up not feeling like I I didn't have a voice. I spent a lot of my childhood punished because... I was angry and frustrated about the injustices of my, the, my um, chaotic environment. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't even know why I acted that way, but it just came out in the form of like anger and defiance. Like I was yes. very yeah. like defiant against authority, like in your face defiant. And um, I, of course, like I was too young. I didn't have the emotional, t- emotional intelligence to articulate why I was that way or even know. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, it, it was just like because of my stepdad was the very like tyrannical, like do as I say, not as I do type. It was always like a, a, an un or disproportionate punishment to whatever the quote crime was, you know. Mm-hmm, totally. And have you are you familiar at all with um like the emotion code or uh, not the emotion code? I'm sorry, Louise Hay, uh, heal your life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She believed I love that there is work. Yeah, it's, it really is amazing. I've started kind of looking into that more. And it's really interesting because which if for anybody not familiar, she had a theory um, that was that emotion is emotional pain is held in the body and manifests as physical disease. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this whole list of symptoms that connect with uh, emotional pain, unresolved emotional pain. And what's interesting is that I uh, you can hear it in my voice. I've always had kind of a raspy voice and I've had, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually a singer um, in Austin, but I, ha- I occasionally have issues with my, my losing mm-hmm. my voice easily. So I have to be really mm-hmm. careful, but also I have TMJ. And so I started looking mm-hmm. up a lot of these things and it, and a lot, all, anything related to the voice, your mouth and, you know, tongue yeah. and has to do with yeah. speaking your truth, having a voice. So it's really mm-hmm. interesting that those are the things I developed in my adult Totally. You know, and I noticed that too. I actually have, you know, kind of a deeper and raspier voice as well. And, you know, prone to coughing fits and having Mm -hmm. just my voice kind of feel like it's getting closed off. And I, um, again, yeah, tying that back to Louise, hey, I've been sort of aware of her work for a really long time and love the sort of affirmations that she has to go along with how to correct that, but also uh, doing chakra work, you know, in the throat chakra Ah. will be a Mm -hmm. big um, focus for me and uh, something that particularly in this, you know, business, like when I started my coaching business back in August or September of last year, uh, podcasting and being vulnerable and talking about my real you know, real life problems too, uh, definitely yeah. wasn't going to be happening. You know, that was not, <laughs> I kind of said, I just did not have the voice. I hadn't done the work. I had not cleared or balanced my throat chakra. That was like a big, you know, the first two or three months was all for me, uh, throat chakra work, you mm-hmm. know, in my meditations and things like that. And I was doing that all behind the scenes. Nobody really knew about it. Um, And as I was able to speak more um, freely and feel safe and comfortable 
in that I've just really, you know, watched my influence grow and the way that I'm able to connect with people. And it's been so beautiful. Um, but you know, something you touched on earlier, you know, saying that when you're, um, your boundaries were being crossed and your reaction to that was to lash out in anger. Um, this yeah. is a, a pattern that I have noticed for myself recently that, you know, for whatever reason I was not really aware to, um, I thought more like the fighting in my marriage was more about incompatibility. Um, mm-hmm. and what I realized after a lot of self-reflection is that when I am angry when I lash out or when I'm rude um, to people whether in my relationship or in you know in business this has happened occasionally in business too where I've had like a really bad experience with a client you know and it devolves into like kind of arguing type of energy it's typically my response to having my boundaries very aggressively crossed and just feeling like panicked um and out of control and my response is to lash out in anger and resentment. And so a lot of the fighting in my marriage was really not even about incompatibility. It was about, you know, my values aren't being upheld. My boundaries aren't being maintained. I don't have a voice, you know, and my response to all of that would be to mm-hmm. um, lash out. And so it was really, you know, it turned into a very toxic situation. Um, that yeah. just had to be dissolved you know, entirely as kind of like it was so toxic that there was just no repairing to even be made, you know? So yeah. I, well, it's important to realize too, that, um, you know, we tend to pick until our emotional trauma is resolved. We tend to recreate the emotional trauma in our life um, without, we don't, not mm-hmm. that we do it. We definitely don't do it consciously, but we tend to choose partners that um, that reflect that trauma back to us, and that's what, like when you talk about yeah. incompatibility, it's it's not that necessarily that you're you know that you couldn't exist ever together. It's more so that your pain is incompatible with each other because we unconsciously choose people that reflect back parts of us to bring consciousness mm-hmm. to them. But unfortunately, what ends up happening is that we don't realize that we don't wake up to acknowledge that pain. Instead, we use that as an excuse to blame our partner and say, Oh, it's you, but you're doing this, you're doing this. And then like, it's kind of, if we were to just stop and say, okay, I do feel like there's an injustice here, but instead of like blaming the other person say, you know, there's two great questions. What am I being asked to learn from this is definitely a huge Mm, one. Mm -hmm. And also it's like, where in my, where else in my life am I doing that exact same thing to either myself or somebody else? And yeah. Or to the partner that, that yeah, because it's, it's all about taking responsibility for yourself and doing that. Like a lot of people think like, Oh, you're just giving the person a free pass. No, it's not at all about that. It's just bringing Mm -hmm. awareness to what your programming is because only when you're aware of it can you start making changes to it and start bringing healing to those parts of you that are just Mm -hmm. craving it so much. Well, and I do think if your partner is not on a similar 
you know, path of self-discovery or personal growth, and they're not also asking those questions of themselves and doing that work, yeah, they may be stuck more in the blaming you. And then if you step into taking responsibility for yourself, it's now you're having like, yeah, there's the imbalance, double the blame. Like you're really just the one solely responsible for creating any shift there. And I think that's where, those boundaries come in. Yes. Like, you know, what do you expect? Do you expect your partner to be also on a path of self-discovery and actively seeing their own hand in things? Or will you accept someone blaming you mm-hmm. for all of the problems? And I think when you get into those types of questions, and sometimes the answer is, this doesn't meet my standards. Yeah. And, you know, having to make those difficult decisions, um, you know, to change things, uh, mm-hmm. however dramatically may be necessary. So yeah, those boundaries of uh, protecting your energy. And that's, you know, I think we kind of just a lot made so many of us and I've definitely been there, like just kind of fall into relationships because, oh, they I have fun with them or they make me feel beautiful. And these are great things. But it's, it's really, really important to, to define your values. And that goes for mm-hmm. not just in relationships, but even when you're setting goals, because your values will inform your goals. They'll inform your mm-hmm. relationship goals, your goals with your family, your career goals. So if you can get really crystal clear on what are your, you know, maybe top five to 10 values in life, what's most important to you to create balance and harmony and happiness in your life? Um, because then you'll start choosing a partner or choosing a career or, you know, whatever it is based on those values. And when you're in alignment with your soul's, you know, that's like being in alignment with your soul's calling. And when you're in alignment with that, that's when the, the creativity and the positive energy really just flows naturally. It's not a fight. Uh, our mm-hmm. suffering is just resisting what is and it's an inability to be flexible Um So it's really important to have those values defined so you know where to set those boundaries. Yeah, that's so true. I love that. That's really actionable. And I think that people listening to this can really define that for themselves and kind of chase that thought out a little bit further and and apply that into their lives. So I really appreciate that. Kristen, um, sure. thank you so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Is there Thanks anything for having else? me. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Is there anything else you'd like our listeners to know about working with you or anything special that you have going on? How can people connect? Yeah. Um, if you have any questions, if anybody has any questions about or interested in one-on-one coaching or the group coaching program, um, they can email me. It's Kristen, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N, at virtuous. V-I-R-T-U-O-U-S, Heality, H-E-A-L-I-T-Y.com. And my website, again, is www.virtuousheality.com. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as well. I'm always posting uh, content. Um, I have a Facebook group that I recently started as well called Self Mastery Badassery, where I'm using that oh, as a that's platform. That's so cute. <laughs> Self-mastery badass for all the personal development that's junkies so cool. like me. Yeah, I love it. That's so cool. And so that's your platform to do what? I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, no, no worries. It's to um, basically I'm showing up to, um, I want to use that space to, to share free content that's teachable. That's, um, you know, how to apply these concepts to your own life. And here's the, here are the tools, techniques, and resources that can help you in your journey. So, um, you know, you're, it's a free Facebook group, obviously. So I mean, anyone can join, 
Um, and that's another great way to get in touch. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much. And I hope to have you on the show again. I would sure love to. deeper into relationships and all of that. So thank you so much, Kristen. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Goodbye. Thank you for joining me today and sharing your personal development journey. If you feel empowered by what you heard, I invite you to take the next step into my world by visiting my website at www.emeraldempowerment.com. There you can access my video coaching archive through the Vicarious Breakthrough Membership, an affordable alternative or supplement to one-on-one coaching. You can also sign up for my virtual retreats and workshops and download free resources. For daily inspiration in your news feed, make sure to follow me on Instagram at michelle.emerald, that's M-I-C-H-E-L-E dot emerald, E-M-E-R-A-L-D, or add me as a friend on Facebook at Michelle Emerald. And remember, the more you like, comment, share, and subscribe, the better I can deliver the quality content that matters most to you. Until next time, keep making that dream bigger. Thank you.